Hello, welcome to I'm in a Band podcast. Sometimes we talk about being in a band, sometimes we do the opposite of that and don't talk about being in a band. <laughs> I'm in a band! 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 Yeah. Welcome. Woo! James, Tommy, Will. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Shalom. Nice to see you. I'm Chris. I'm always Chris. We've got some. Some idiot eating on fucking podcast. Oh, it's James. Mm. Well, wow. Chris just started and, you know, I'm not going to fin- unfinish my Kit Kat. I was having a break. Unfinish <laughs> it. How do you unfinish uh, it? Yeah. <laughs> I had uh, a thing that happened to me. I was, um, I went for a walk down a field behind me. I went to the one me and you went to, Tommy, you know, and we uh, linked a magnet in the lake. Oh, yeah, magnet fishing. And um, watch this field on the other side of this pond this dude comes out on a dirt bike, like a, like a really big dirt bike. And he had okay. this little tiny kid like on his lap and he was ragging it around this field and this kid looked like he was shitting himself. <laughs> it's really funny. And then this other, what I assume was like a teenager came out on a dirt bike, full-size one, but like a lighter one. And he was wheeling around. And then another kid turns up in like a sort of three-quarter size bike and they're all just ragging it around this field. And then um, a fourth kid turns up in like a half-size bike. And it was like this little, the stages of, of, of family in dirt bikes. Oh, I was just about to say that, yeah, Russian dolls. <laughs> the evolution of the dirt bike. Yeah, and I was looking, I was watching them thinking, they've got the best life. This is not fair. Why doesn't my dad have a big field and four dirt bikes? And two other sons. I, no, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want that. That's a bit. <laughs> you just want a dirt bike. I just want the dirt bike. Yeah. Well, you could buy yourself a dirt bike, Chris. It's quite easily. I know. I guarantee you. I could guarantee you. After a week, you would have fallen off it and put it in the garage and just never use it again. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I'd have Chris. You're lethal enough in a car, man, and that's yeah. got four stable wheels. What are you talking about? I'm a very safe driver. <laughs> I resent those implications. You were talking about uh, pond-related things, though. I was around the pond earlier near mine, and I found a spotted newt, which are really rare. So that was exciting for me today. I nearly bloody stepped on him, and I saw him on the floor. I picked him up and just put him in a little bush. You put him They're... further away from the place he should be. <laughs> no, they were near the pond, but I didn't yeah. know whether to put him in the water or was a bit, you know. But they're apparently really rare now, and they're, they're protected species because... You don't see them a lot. Because oh, a... people like you keep putting them in bushes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could have just slung him in the pond, though, as far as I could. That would have been cruel. <laughs> like throwing him yeah. with a down force into the pond. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> Try and skim him across the top. Like the time I punched him off. Yeah, that was... Tra- we don't talk about that. We'll have animal yeah, rights on us, mate. That was traumatic enough in Bristol. That was the worst thing everyone. you've ever done, Will, Yeah, we were, we were basically pissed as farts at a... 24-hour garage, lovely lights coming out the garage because we needed food and crisps and more beer, and uh, there was this beautiful butterfly that just appeared out of nowhere, and we all just went, oh, look at that, and then punched it, killed no, it. No, I think I found... I, 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 it was a threat. <laughs> <laughs> like a panic reflex reaction. Thank you. See, Tommy gets me. You gave it an ocular Tommy. assessment, and you, you identified it as a threat. I made a flight-or-fight decision... And I decided to fight. And that's, in hindsight, should, shouldn't should have. But you, you, you live and die by the sword. So. You do, you do. Another thing I've been doing is re-watching Breaking Bad. 
Oh, backwards. Backwards is a challenge. No, I'm actually watching it in between episodes of Better Call Saul because they come out weekly. But what I was going to say is that I think Breaking Bad is the single most best piece of television ever produced. Yeah, yeah. I... Have you seen Home and Away? <laughs> okay, second most best. Second. <laughs> I thought halfway through Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones could have topped it, but I do think Breaking Bad was better than Game of Thrones. You think Breaking Bad was better than Game of Thrones? Yeah, definitely. How many seasons of Breaking Bad are there? There's only about five. Is it five? Yeah, something like that. I thought it was ten. No, no. No. I think it was ten. I'm not saying Game of Thrones is is shit by any means, by the way. I think Game of Thrones is awesome. I just think Breaking Bad as a whole and the spin-offs they've done all seem... Just a the gem. thing with Game of Thrones is they made a TV show based on a series of books that aren't actually finished. That's the problem. Once they start f- stopped where the books were, you know, they were just making it up, and it was just yeah, you could kind of tell TV, from that yeah. point onwards as well. It's like yeah. Lost. Have you ever seen Lost, where they basically yeah, uh, they just didn't have a plan? Yeah. I think you can tell. <laughs> they kept just dangling little things. I seem to remember. It's very similar to Neighbours. They just they just keep dangling Carl <laughs> and Susan. You're, in, you're loving the Australian <laughs> sitcoms, aren't you? They're not even funny. They're just Australian days in the life of Carl and Susan. Also, little fact: both Neighbours and Home and Away. But I'll, I'll take on Home and Away here have such a good budget, they were the first soap opera to actually use CGI storms. How do you know all this? Do you actually really like Home and Away and Neighbours? How... Obviously he does. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've said this to you before. At my worst phase, the year of recording Following Shadows, and I downloaded them all onto my iPad, <laughs> and when you guys weren't with me for those kind of week of recording my vocals, I'd sit, I'd sit in the caravan... And I'd watch episode after episode of Neighbours and Home and Away. It was a pretty, uh, pretty dark time. A time that I didn't enjoy in that caravan was waking up by being stung by a wasp. I remember when Will or you were in there, Chris, and me, Ross and Callum were in there. And I've never seen Callum so drunk in all my life. He was going to be sick, so I put him out in the awning. Didn't he steal some champagne from a petrol station? Yes, he did that night. Yes, he did. He stole two <laughs> bottles of champagne from BP station, which was the single other single greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. He just walked in. They said, sorry, we're not serving alcohol. So on the route out, there was some champagne on the shelf and he just picked them up and just walked out and no one said anything. And wow. I was just... I, I, I played a gig with you that night, Tommy. That was the night I threw up on the drum kit. Well, there you go. Because we went ah, back to Reading. It all links. Yeah. And there we go. Another story that links yeah. back to James being sick. Exactly. There Every podcast. <laughs> all right, music news. The news is that there is no news, basically. Nothing's happened this week. But I have found an article where Joe Perry, guitarist of Aerosmith, basically says that he doesn't solo anymore and he thinks guitar is, is kind of dead. Um, and these articles crop up every now and again, don't they? Where an old rock star has ran out of inspiration and just decides to blame just the instrument or the genre or it's the kids of today. And I'm really fucking sick of these old dead rock stars charging 70 quid to play songs they made 40 years ago. I just have no tolerance for millionaire rock star has a moan. 
So what's 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 he saying? Like the the days of that like typical guitar hero. I rule the world with my with my guitar. Sort of. I don't I don't know that typical sort of guitarist image from the seventies. Is that dead? Because I mean, people still do guitar solo. Matt Bellamy, in my opinion, is the guitarist. Is the Jimi Hendrix of today? I think when we look back in fifty years, we'll be saying that guy for Muse was an innovator. I just think it's time for Aerosmith to just stop now and, and, and Bon Jovi and just let's just let the youthful rock stars of today have a chance at headlining Download, for example. Maybe it's just like that sort of classic rock guitarist. The age of, the age of that guy is like over. The cheesy yeah. rock guitarist. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Tommy. But I think you need to adjust your view on what a, a rock guitar hero is, or roll over and die. <laughs> yeah, so you're not helping anyone. Is this guy just getting pissed off because maybe he's just beginning to feel a little bit irrelevant? I think so. I think that's what happens, and I think that's when you get the golf clubs out and you fuck off to the golf course in the sky. Okay. Dude. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> I mean, well, I've got one quote from from what he said. Um, when it's time for me to do a solo, sometimes it's better to just not. You don't have to do a solo anymore. But you're the guitarist in Aerosmith. I think you do have to do a guitar solo. <laughs> oh, that's your thing. That's what you do. I've paid to see that. Yeah. Can you do exactly what I've paid 70 quid for, please? Otherwise, why am I here? Yeah. If, I, 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 don't, I don't really get what the guy's gripe is. He's saying in one breath, there's no guitar hero solo, guys. And in the same breath, he's saying, I don't do a solo when I'm supposed to. So are there no guitar hero guys because you see yourself as the only guitar hero guy and now that you're not doing it anymore, nobody else is? Of course they are. You fool. You've got it right. Nailed it there, Tommy. That's exactly what it is. You ain't got no perspective because you've got too much money. Oh, oh, he ain't got no perspective because he got too much money. I actually think there is space for guitar solos in rock music and I think people need to pioneer and bring them back. Yes, don't make them cliche, don't make them cheesy, don't just go, oh, but if it feels right to do a solo, then shred a solo. People want to see that. They don't want to see 70 minutes of Josh, John, John, Josh Frustranti, whatever his name is, at, you know, playing <laughs> 70 minutes of wee, wee, wee solo, but we do want to John see Frusciante. a little bit, like everything, can we just season the meat the right amount? Let's not over-season it, but let's not under-season it. Let's just season oh. it well. Oh, I like the analogy. You've led me on to my next news article very nicely there, there, Will. Well done. Mm, and that is that John Frusciante has released a solo Acid House record. Now, that in itself is not really particularly interesting news. But there was one is he, is he on the smack again? If you, if you bring that up in the comment section of Ultimate Guitar, people will jump on you. There's some serious arguments about whether he's on drugs going down. Challenge right accepted. But, um, Tommy's <laughs> off now. Tommy's got a thing to do tonight. He's just made an Ultimate Guitar account. There's one particular comment that I just wanted to read out because it made me laugh. Um, it's by HOTD underscore Brogan. And he says... I'd rather listen to him play 30-second notes on the 24th fret of the high E for two hours than any of this. (laughs) (laughs) Which just made me laugh. You could just do guitar noises down down, down a microphone. Just... Have we got anything to to actually add to start helping people along their way as a band? That's, That's something that I feel like... We could be trying to do a bit more of in these podcasts. Okay. 
just something like if I'm thinking if I'm a 14 year old kid now I'm listening to these adults I want something from them I mean what springs to my mind is like step one even if you don't have a band is to have some kind of riff or or chords or song down my advice to my students who are like creative and compose music is to record all your ideas on your memos on your phone and then when you actually have a band you've got the whole bank of riffs and chords to go through We've got a whole folder on our Dropbox of like 30 second clips of your voice uh, recordings and mine. And literally every now and again, I sift through them. There will be a riff you might have done two years ago, which you kind of have put to bed and then you'll bring it out and it might become 30 seconds of a song. Yeah, I would say don't be afraid to write music in a lot of different genres because it it always helps you like grow and explore stuff. And also you can change you can change the core idea. You can change the rhythm and it doesn't become funk, it becomes metal. Because um, like you say, your band, your band, like our band, we're like an alt-rock. We've kind of got a brief that we have to write to now. Um, but the writing process around that kind of circles around that idea and we sort of hone it in until it goes, oh, this is Lunar Kiss. This is what, yeah. this is what the band sounds like. And what's really cool as well is, is your idea of well for me what Lunacus is when you started that third song is very different to that fifth song and I know that we're working on that song at the moment uh, and Chris sent me something that we've not really done before and that sound and it's like but I want that to be part of this identity yeah it's like how can we get that new idea that kind of doesn't fit and how do we sort of twist it and change it so it it fits and it fits with the band and the evolution of the band instead of just being a really out there but then there are other bands or solo artists who really do really crazy varied stuff and that works for them but that doesn't really work for us. It's harder for us to market ourselves. We found through 10 years of experience, it's better for us if we do put ourselves into a box. <laughs> it's a fun mm. box to be in. It's the best box ever. What's... It's got flaps and everything, but it's, you know. I remember there was a bit uh, in one of our demos that we're doing at the moment, We Could Be Friends, where we, we've written this really kind of, it is borderline sludge grunge just heavy as hell riff I remember like everyone looking at each other and be like can we do this and and, and it's when we went we're gonna do this that every other song that we've written so far got got revamped and we're like yes we can make these songs more like this now so what I think what we're taking from this conversation is conclusion is record as much as you can don't be afraid that it might be out there it might not be what you normally do and look after it and because in two years time you might use that as a bridge or a verse or a chorus or a riff and nothing you record nothing you write is wasted i'm in a band 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 that was another episode of who wants to be in oh for fuck I'm not, even, I'm not even doing this on purpose. Why do I do that? That was another episode of I'm in a Band podcast. Wow, what a wild ride. What a wild ride it was today. Wonderful. <clears throat> I've been Chris. I've been excellent. Will, James, Tommy have been here. Hello. Goodbye. Hello. Woo, goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. goodbye. Shalom. Goodbye. Das Thank you. What's for dinner? <laughs>